0: Alright everybody, welcome back to the Mavs Outsider Podcast here on a Tuesday, the day after the Mavs loss to the Phoenix Suns once again. uh, We are now on a six-game losing streak and... I don't know what to say about this team other than right now, they are just not a good basketball team. That's kind of what it boils down to. Um, Actually, this game defensively, I thought they played very well. Um, They held Phoenix to, what was it, 109 points? You know, in today's NBA, that's pretty good. Um, They only scored 108, though, unfortunately. Uh, Luka had 25, and Richardson had 24, which was a really good game for Richardson. Um, One thing I liked about what he did was he he attacked the basket a lot, Uh, and he got four free throws because of that. I I think one of them was a tech, so uh, I think he only shot three basically based on... um, driving to the basket and such. But, you know, Luca as well only took four three-pointers. He only made one. But, you know, he only took four. And he got to the line 11 times, which, you know, is a good thing. He made 10 of them. So, you know, I I know I'm typically not an optimist when it comes to these games, but I guess if, if there's something you can pull out of this, like losing streak, one thing is, the free throw percentage by Luca has been really good, and I think overall has been pretty good. Um, Porzingis had a decent game. He scored 19, and I, after that, I guess Hardaway had 18. He played pretty well. You know, he shot 42% from three, he did take it to the basket. Um, a few times, which was good. I I felt like there was a um that that was a point that somebody may have made in some sort of you know like coaching or whatever to take it to the basket more, like a point of emphasis I guess uh, because I did notice you know Phoenix doesn't have a lot of uh, or really any shot blocking. You know Aiton is there big and after that Phoenix doesn't have a big you know I know they use Frank Kaminsky as a center I'm not sure how much of a center that Frank Kaminsky is but uh that's their backup and I I think you know one of the things you know Phoenix themselves they've kind of you know they had that hot start but you know their last 10 games haven't exactly been great um Looking at, like, the uh, standings, you know, they are back up to sixth. But in their last ten, you know, they're five and five. And for such a hot start, you know, that means, you know, at one point they were six and three. And, you know, they kind of – they lost a couple in a row at Denver, who's been playing well. And the uh, – like I said, the Suns, they – one thing they do well is they defend and they, especially perimeter, and they shoot well. But uh, when it, you know, I I feel like their lack of size will be, you know, one of their problems, one of their downfalls and such. But uh, one thing I think that they can... One thing, though, that they uh, do well, like I said, shooting, and they defend. But when it comes to, like, the roster, I, I just don't know if they have the roster to really do anything when the playoffs come along. But, you know, that's enough Phoenix talk. Um, this is a Mavs podcast, so we'll talk about the Mavs. Now, the, uh, obviously with this six-game losing streak, when they play a game where they lose to a good team by one point it kind of how do i say this like had had their last 5 games prior to this they had been say 3 and 2 and they lost this game it really wouldn't be such a big deal right people wouldn't be talking about it like they are but the fact that, you know, they'd lost five in a row and they get so close just to lose another one to make it six, I think it amplifies, you know, the way in which they they played. You know, Chris Paul, you know, had 34 points and Booker had 24. And after that, you know, a couple guys had 10 here, couple, you know, 10 there. Actually, three guys had 10. And, you know, Kaminsky had 11. But, you know, Phoenix didn't play that great of a basketball game. And you know, they shot decently from 3 at 37% for the game, but you know, and that's obviously better than Dallas. Dallas only shot 31%, but they didn't have like the game they had a few nights prior when they just they just took it to Dallas and, you know, with Porzingis out there scoring um that really helped Dallas, you know. He he did have three blocks. Luca had two, and you know Maxi had one. Maxi only played seventeen minutes. You know when, I know a lot of people don't really care for the plus minus stat. I, I really don't know if it has any kind of meaning. Uh, Maxi didn't have. Maxi had the worst, at a minus ten, and, um, you know, to me that's kind of means nothing because he he does he still defends so well and even if you know the guy that he's covering doesn't you know shoot the ball you know he helps all even if he doesn't block that shot you know or you know the guy passes or so you know he affects the you know he's he's a defensive presence I guess you could say and You know, he didn't get a lot of minutes. Obviously, he's coming back from the COVID. And next game, he'll probably get more, I assume, because the minutes have been ticking up. One guy I noticed that didn't play, and I was really shocked, was Dwight Powell. You know, it's funny, when Dallas plays Utah, you've got Dwight Powell out there trying to cover Gobert, And it's like, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing, coach? You know, he can't – he obviously struggles to defend bigs as it is, and you've got him out there on Gobert, and it was just comical. And it's funny, the one team that you could actually play Powell because they don't have a center. You know, they have Aiton, and that's it. And once Aiton's out of the game, they just don't have a big. I, I don't consider Kaminsky a big. You know, he's tall, but he's not like a center you want out there playing. And I think it was funny that Dwight Powell didn't see the floor. Um, I don't know if it's because of his performance the, the game prior. You know, with these these games that they're playing against the opponent twice in a row, you can, I guess, see how your guys play the first game and you choose to change your lineup the next game. And I, maybe that's what it was. Maybe they saw something in that first game they didn't like in the second one or didn't want to come across in the second one, but, you know, Trey Burke only played three minutes. Um, he took one shot and missed it. I, you know, it, I feel like the, at the beginning of the year, the I felt like there was more players playing. Um, I don't think, you know, Josh Green got minutes and Awandu got minutes. Even if it was, you know, maybe five minutes here, seven minutes here, but... I don't know if they're playing a shorter rotation in order to try and just win a basketball game, you know. And, I, I, you know, Boban hasn't even played. And I think in that's against Utah. I don't even know if Boban saw the floor against Utah. And not that I think he, he should get minutes or shouldn't or whatever. I just, you know, when... It seemed like in in the past when the Mavs were struggling to rebound, one guy they would put in would be Boban cuz Boban does well to get rebounds. Now I could see how against Phoenix, I think Phoenix likes to play a lot of pick and roll and you know Powell isn't really that good of a pick and roll defender. You know, he struggles with that and even Porzingis struggles with that, but Porzingis has the ability to make up for it. Uh, with his length, you know, blocking shots. You know, Maxey's typically a really good pick-and-roll um, center. So, or, you know, big, not necessarily center, but big. And I'm hoping, you know, once Maxi gets in rhythm and, you know, Atlanta is the next game and I don't, you know, even though Atlanta is an improved team, I don't think they're as good as Utah and Phoenix, who were the last four games they've had to play, which are teams that are probably better than they are. And so hopefully with, you know, the Hawks, they can they can get a win. And, you know, they've got a full roster. They really can't make up any excuses. Um, I think Atlanta's going to be missing DeAndre Hunter. And I'm not sure if anybody else is out. Uh, I know Gallinari had been missing games, but he might be back. I really haven't watched any Atlanta. You know, Atlanta had a hot start. They've kind of slowed up. They're not winning like they were, um, which I thought, you know, their hot start was a bit of a fluke. Not that I'm hating on Atlanta. I just, even though they had improved their roster, you know, I didn't think they improved at 20 games. You know, I didn't think they went from a 20-win team to a 40-win team, and so I, I, I thought they were closer to, say, you know, a 25 to 30-win team. Because I know you're going to miss a lot of games from Gallinari, and you're going to miss a lot of games from Rondo. You know, those guys are tend to be hurt all the time. So hopefully, Dallas can get a win against Atlanta, and at some point, the bleeding can stop. I feel like it's one of those things where if Dallas can just get one win, maybe they'll gain some confidence and you know they've gotta they've gotta play Golden State twice in a row, which you know, Golden State is a team that I think is right now kinda of at the same level as Dallas. I know they got a better record record, but I think when it comes to, you know, roster and depth, they're probably at the same level. But the they shoot a lot better. Golden State does, obviously. That's that's one of the things Dallas is struggling with right now is their shooting. You know, I knew they would miss Seth Curry's shooting. I don't know if that's 100% one of the reasons. You know, I, obviously Josh Richardson's not as good a shooter as Seth, but, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith has been better this year than he has in his career. It's like it's one of his best years shooting um, Maxi as well, and you know if you get improvement from those guys, and you know getting them back in rhythm, and hopefully you you like to think that they can bring up their shooting to where you don't miss. Uh, Seth Curry as much, but uh, Porzingis is another guy who he struggled with his shooting. No, Porzingis. Did shoot 42% last night from three. It was not a bad game. It, you know, he had 19. But one of the things that I notice he, he's struggling with his mid-range game, his post-ups. Um, I, he's got to get better at those. I, I don't know if it's... He's still struggling maybe from his knee surgery. I, I don't know the answer. But... Porzingis really needs to improve his shooting, his mid-range shooting, and his three-point shooting. And I think once Porzingis can get to a point where he's averaging around 25 a game, I think the Mavericks will start winning more. Um, Luca's three-point shooting has been down, obviously. That's well-documented. Um, I don't know what it is. One thing I did notice is... He's taking fewer step backs. I don't know if that's because most of them aren't going in. Now he is still taking them, and they're not really going in. So I notice most of his threes are he's catching and he's shooting. Um, and maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe I just miss the ones where he's stepping back because I'm angry about something else. But it seems to me that he's not doing those as much, that he's getting more catching and shooting threes. But obviously he's probably still doing too many because he is shooting at a low percentage and the step back is a low percentage shot. But uh, one of the guys that they did have in the bubble that was shooting well was Trey Burke. Um, Unfortunately, you know, Trey Burke isn't that guy who played in the bubble. And, you know, he, he just had a hot streak and it just worked out for him and he got a contract for it and i just you know I, I don't i'm not trying to say anything bad about the guy you know i, I just you know that he's he's got limitations and uh, and size is a lot of it you know he is a small player and i know there's been other small players in this league but those guys especially somebody like jj you know jj had the ability to get to the rim you know he he used to wear people out about it. You know, obviously in the 2011 playoff run, he got to the basket a lot. And he ate so much in that Lakers series that Bynum finally had enough. He didn't want to play anymore. And he basically took JJ out. And obviously all mass fans remember that, but you know, JJ had a way of getting to the rim and getting a layup and not getting a shot blocked. And, JJ is also a better three point shooter than Trey Burke is. And maybe not so much, you know, percentage, but JJ is more consistent in hitting him. You know, Trey Burke can have a game where he's eight for eight, but he'll have those games where, you know, 0 oh for 4, 0 oh for 3, 0 oh for 5, 0 oh for 8, you know, 1 for 6. And it's like, man, this guy's just not consistent. And. I think that's one of the reasons why you're seeing fewer minutes from him because he's not really giving you anything. You know, I could see where, you know, I I don't know if the Mavs plan on making any kind of moves. I I don't know what, um, I don't know if anybody is available at this moment that they could really get. You know, I I talked about my last pod about a couple Houston players being available, but I, you know, the way Houston's been playing lately, I just wouldn't be surprised if they hung on to the guys they got and went after a playoff spot because the way they're playing, I think they're a playoff team. And there's no reason why they can't be in the playoffs. You know, they've got a lot of quality veteran players. You know, John Wall obviously missed two years of basketball, but the way he's been playing lately, you really couldn't tell. And Oladipo's missed a lot of time in the last two years with injury, but he's really playing well. And, you know, Boogie is obviously missed a lot of years the last two years. It's kind of a trend with these guys. And he's playing pretty good. And, you know, that Christian Wood was a really good pickup. And Eric Gordon is still a fantastic shooter, along with, you know, like, is a good shooter. They've brought in a couple guys who I don't know who they are, but they seem to fit what they're wanting to do. And Houston's probably going to make the playoffs, so I just don't think any of those guys will be available. And, you know, Bradley Bill obviously came out and said he doesn't want to be traded. And, you know, I know a lot of people are kind of... There's, like, there's two um camps on this and I'm I'm on the side where I'm kinda happy for him that he doesn't want to be traded. You know, there's guys out there like, you know, not to rag on anybody like LeBron though. He he wants to go play with this guy or play in this city or, you know, he's been on three different teams. You know, one of the best players to ever play basketball is on three different teams. How does that happen? You know, it's like usually when you when you get a guy, you you know, the the way the system is set up in basketball is You're supposed to try and be able to keep them. You know, Durant's the same way. You know, Durant's on his third team. But then there are guys like um, Damian Lillard. You know, Damian Lillard, he may not win the finals, but you know what? He wants to be in Portland. And, I, you know, I think a lot of guys saw the impact that Dirk had. And I I think Bradley Beal mentioned Dirk. And one of the reasons why he wanted to stay in Washington is because the impact you can have for, on a franchise. And I just don't think that, you know, I, I don't think that winning a title is, you know, chasing a title is something some guys want to do. I think winning one kind of on their own terms sounds better to them. And at the end of you know, they may have careers like Barkley and Malone where they don't win one. And they're fine with that. And obviously when you make, you know, tens of millions of dollars playing basketball, you know, it doesn't really matter if you win a championship, you know, I I don't know, that sounds funny, but, you know, Bradley Bill wants to stay in Washington, so, you know, he's probably not going to get traded, and, you know, and I mentioned it in, obviously, my last pod about Zach Levine, I just don't think he's available, you know, the Bulls, are a building team, and Levine is part of that. And there is a scenario where the Bulls can make the playoffs this year, and that's not crazy, you know. Right now they're sitting in the ninth spot. and That ninth spot makes it to that playoff game. And with them sitting at 11 losses right now, so does teams – in the 7th and 8th spot, have 11 losses. Atlanta's got 10 losses, you know. The second-place team in the West has 8 losses. You know, that's three games. That's three games back in the loss column of the second-place team in the East. So I don't think Chicago is going to trade Zach Levine being three games out of second place in the Eastern Conference. That's just, I mean, they're five games back, obviously, because of the you know, the difference in the number of games they've played. But, you know, when you look at the games in the loss column, they're three games back. And I just don't think the Bulls are just going to give up on that, you know, halfway through the season because they're only getting better. You know, they they had a slow start, and recently they've gotten better. And the teams in front of them, like Atlanta, Cleveland, and Charlotte, they're not exactly, you know – write them in team you know obviously teams like philly milwaukee and brooklyn and boston indiana they're probably going to be there you know those teams are going to be in the top eight but atlanta cleveland and charlotte i mean those aren't like guaranteed teams to make it they're young teams too that are trying to you know make a name for themselves so chicago has a real chance so i just don't think levine's available you know like i said i, I you know, I could see guys like Rose and Griffin become available. I could see, I, I, I don't know if I could, obviously I, I know I'm kind of repeating myself, but Aaron Gordon's the guy I'd love to have. Um, I could see Fournier becoming available because he is an expiring contract and if they could get you know, a draft pick for him, I think they would take him. Um, I don't think he's in on their future plans. I don't think he's a part of that. So and I think, I think his contract expires, and I just don't think they'll keep him past this year. So I could see them moving on Fournier, which at this point I would take Fournier on our team because we need a guy who can score. Unfortunately, I just don't know what to trade for Fournier. You know what they might want, but uh, anyhow, so the Mavs they're just gonna have to win with what they got right now. And, you know, being in thirteenth spot right now, you know, they're three games out of the tenth spot, you know, in the lost column, like I said, in the lost column. And, you know, the the seventh spot is Golden State and they're four games behind in the lost column of Golden State, you know. Technically they're four games behind Phoenix, you know, just four games period. And Phoenix, like I said, I, don't, I think they make the playoffs, but I don't think they're a guaranteed team to make the playoffs. So I, I do think they have some holes in the roster, but I could also see Phoenix getting a few guys in the contract buyout time. You know, I just don't think Dallas will. You know, they got Kid Gilchrist last year in the contract buyouts. And, you know, he played some in the playoffs, but he really wasn't that great of a contributor. So, um, basically because he couldn't shoot. And that's kind of what their biggest problem is now. So the last thing you want to do is bring in a guy who can't shoot. So, but other than that, I think we've got, we're going to have to go with the team we got for at least the next 20 games. I don't know what's going to happen with the trade deadline. But I just, I just not, I don't know what this team's plan is because they specifically built their team this year to have money in the offseason for Giannis. And Giannis isn't available this offseason. So I just don't know what their plan is, whether they want to go for someone now or wait till the offseason. And I feel like if we wait for the offseason, we're gonna find ourselves in the lottery and the Knicks will probably get that pick. I don't know if it's protected. Um, I, can Im- I can't imagine them unprotecting it, but at the same time, I can. Um, whether it's, like, top three protected, maybe, uh, I-, I don't know. But Dallas doesn't really have good luck in getting those top three spots, so I just don't see that happening. And I think they're too good to be that bad, so... Anyhow, I guess uh, after the what is it Wednesday is the next game, and after Wednesday, I will probably do a post game pod for Thursday, and kind of do a pre game for the weekend games coming up. But uh, other than that, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at the Mavs Outsider, and. Sometimes I tweet, sometimes I don't, sometimes I'm bad about it, but uh, if you'd like to give me a follow, go ahead and do that, and we'll see you next time. Later.